The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. Eric Franson with you on a Wednesday. For those of you heading out on the road to go enjoy your UEA weekend or to go cheer on your uh, football teams in points south of here, uh, stay safe on the roads. Be uh, be careful. Be mindful of what's going on around you and uh, return home okay. But uh, for those of you that uh, want to tune in and, and hear about what's going on, there's some updates of what happened last night and what's on tap tonight do my best to get you up to date on all of that and also get you in the know for what's going on this weekend. Utah State going up against Nevada. And so then UNR, Utah State, uh, we'll have a preview of that coming up next hour. Chris Murray, who is uh, Nevada Sportsnet, he'll be joining me at 5 o'clock. We'll also hear from some of the players, some of the coaches uh, about the matchups coming up what we think might happen this weekend. So a lot of different things that are going on there. Also, it was a big night in Major League Baseball. Update you on what happened last night in the ALCS and the NLCS. And there's was a game scheduled to be tonight, but it won't happen. So we'll update you on what's going on there when that game is going to be rescheduled. So a lot of different things to get through. Uh, stick with us and uh, update you on all of that. Uh, and to... Uh, reminder that you can go back and listen to some of the things that we've done before. I mean, we had a great interview yesterday, great conversation with Utah State head basketball coach Craig Smith. Utah State yesterday announced is the unanimous selection at number one for the Mountain West Conference in the preseason poll, which came out first time that's ever happened in the history of the Mountain West. And that that blows my mind that as many good teams as there have been over the years in the Mountain West Conference, this was the first time. So does that indicate that Utah State is on another level compared to everybody else? Uh, th- does that mean there's a lot of parity uh, below USU? Uh, or does it seem to indicate that it may be somewhat down year for the Mountain West? Uh, I-, I don't think it's the latter. I, I think there's going to be some really good teams in the Mountain West Conference this year. Uh, Coach Smith alluded to the fact that he thinks there's going to be some teams that uh, are going to surprise us and be more competitive than they seem to be indicated in the uh, the preseason poll. So if you want to go back and listen to that in its entirety, you can go to our webpage, 1069thefan.com, and click on the, uh, you'll see the podcasts area, go to the new podcasts, and you can see the different hours that we had from yesterday. But we also set that one apart, that interview, as an independent podcast file that you can uh, listen to uh, and uh, of our conversation with uh, Craig Smith. About 17 minutes long. We said, we're, when we're lining it up with him, so how much time do you have? Okay, they were in between some things. You had a little bit of time. And it was, okay, maybe 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, but as we were getting to the 15-minute uh, mark, we were still going. Uh, Craig Smith has uh, uh, long answers. He likes to talk. He likes to share his thoughts, which is great. I'm so glad that he does because – Believe me, it's it's hard when you have a coach that doesn't want to tell you anything or that gives you short answers. There's too many athletes that do that. So it's uh, it's fun to have Craig Smith expound on it 
and uh, share his ideas and his thoughts about what's going on. So anyway, you can go back and uh, listen to that or just subscribe to our podcast because we make it available in a lot of different platforms. And uh, whenever we do an update and, and post a show, it's available in those various places. So uh, anyways, that's available for you on 1069thefan.com. Uh, the other thing that's available on the website, 1069thefan.com, a link to participate in our Preps Pick'em Contest presented by The Logo Shop. Now, these usually go all the way through, and you can make your choices during the week, or sometimes you wait until Friday early afternoon to make your choices. You have to make your picks by 5 o'clock today. You have less than an hour, if you haven't yet, to make your picks. Uh, That's because we have a lot of football scheduled for tonight. And... Uh, we got the full rundown of who's playing where, but uh, and I'll get to that in just a moment. But make sure you make your picks within the next hour, or you might uh, miss out on the highest point opportunity and the highest point total uh, that's out there. Uh, but there's a, several games in our p- uh, pick'em contest for this week that are being played uh, tonight. In fact, there's one, two, three, four, five, six games playing tonight that are part of our. Pickums contest. Now, it doesn't mean that's all of them, uh, because we also have game one game on Thursday and we have two games on Friday because of some of the schools uh, in Idaho. Uh, Rich actually is going to be playing on Thursday. Uh, Preston, Bear Lake, Westside, they're playing on Friday. So, still quite a few games to choose from and to look at. Uh, but make sure you go in there and make your picks within the next hour. And if you have the highest point total. By the time this is all said and done, when we score this on Saturday, you will have you will get a hundred dollar gift certificate to Elements Restaurant. So fine dining, great uh, date night place. Take a group, uh, go there multiple times, uh, and uh, enjoy a fine meal at Elements Restaurant or multiple fine meals, as it were, at Elements Restaurant. Um, and so, and then also, if you're the highest. Score, you get the highest point total, you're automatically qualified for our grand prize, which is a 65 inch 4K TV from Lens Audio and Video. So, if you haven't even participated at all this year and you register right now and you end up having the highest score, you could still be a finalist to get that grand prize. So, it resets every week, new opportunity every week for new winners, new opportunities. So it's not accumulative. It's not who had the best score overall over the course of this whole thing. Um, it's a it's a grand total, uh, uh, or it's not a grand total. It's the highest score week to week. Uh, grand total. If we were to give it away to the best uh, picks in this whole thing, it'd go to J Love Six, one of our early winners in this, uh, one of our weekly uh, winners. Sasquatch Aggie also was a weekly winner. Sasquatch Aggie is also uh, high there, but the JLove 6 is number one over the overall standings, followed by Sasquatch Aggie. There's some great usernames here, by the way. Thank you. It makes it entertaining for us. But uh, some of our weekly winners, uh, I've noticed they're on this list for some of the top uh, the performers, but uh, we've seen some that had a really good week, and then they've had some really bad weeks. So all you need is that one week to get the the great prizes and to be a qualifier for our grand prize. So the games that are going on this week, the games to pay attention to 
uh, the games that we're going to be following this week. A couple of them tonight. And here's where they're going to be played and how you can follow along. And this is why you're just hearing me solo right now. Uh, because Ajay, he's on his way to one of these games on a rare Wednesday night. Mountain Crest Mustangs, they are at Bountiful tonight. So Ajay and AJ will call that game on 107.7 FM, just up the dial from us on, on FM position where we are here on the fan. But that'll be on 107.7, pregame starting at about 645. So Mountain Crest at Bountiful. Really key game here. Mountain Crest, now they didn't release the state uh, UHSAA, did not release RPI on Monday. Uh, they're reserving it until after the games today are finalized. And tomorrow, there's a few in the state tomorrow. Um, and so the final RPI will be released on Saturday. But before this, before the games Friday, and before the game tonight, Mountain Crest was in that number 10 position in the UHSAA RPI rankings. Teams 1 through 10 get a first-round bye. So this is a really, really interesting game for the Mustangs as they are at Bountiful. Now, Mountain Crest did win last week. They did win a week ago. Uh, So you would think that would help their RPI uh, position. But without knowing how what happened around them with those other schools that were close to them in the RPI rankings. It's hard to really know if Mountain Crest really moved up or did they stay stagnant uh, or did somebody have uh, face a better team and win and make, maybe pull off an upset and moved ahead of the Mustangs. So uh, Mountain Crest had that overtime victory over Ridgeline. Uh, margin of victory doesn't matter in this. It just matters if you won or not, and what did your the team that you beat? Who have they played? So, um, Mountain Crest defeating Ridgeline probably didn't really help them greatly. I mean, certainly it did help, but uh, it would have been a different situation if they beat a a team with a winning record that would have helped them more. So, anyway, uh, bottom line is the game tonight for the Mustangs very very important. In fact, I would dare say it is the most important game of all the games that are going to be played tonight for the teams in uh, in the region or in the area uh, because of that potential for the seeding and the potential for a f- opportunity for a first-round bye. So again, Mountain Crest at Bountiful. It'll be on 107.7 FM. Links to stream it online on your smartphone, on your desktop. That's on cashvalleydaily.com. Now, the other games that are going to be played, uh, there's two teams from around here that have home games. And one of them is Bear River. They're hosting Clearfield tonight. Clearfield is actually a 6A team. They have not had a good season at all. Uh, Bear River hasn't exactly had a great season themselves. Um, So this will be interesting. Two teams that have struggled. Two teams that, you know what, the the RPI is not going to matter greatly one way or the other for them necessarily. Uh, maybe you could try to divine where they might go or what the matchups might be, how far they might have to travel for the first round next week because they're both going to have to travel uh, most likely. But uh, Bear River is a, is at three and six. Clearfield, uh, they've they've really struggled uh, this year. They're only one and eight on the year. 
Uh, but that game tonight will still be important for Bear River to try to uh, get a little bit of momentum uh, to get some things going right. If shot in the arm, if you can take down a, a, a club that's uh, uh, two classifications higher than you, yeah, that's that's some positive. That should give you some real confidence. But that game's going to be on 104.9 The Ranch. That'll be over in Box Elder County where you can hear that. Um, and so we'll also have the streaming links online for that one. Tommy Sorensen and Logan Jones on the call for that one tonight. Uh, the Skyview Bobcats are the other team that's at home the, tonight. Skyview has just been playing great all year long and playing really, really good football. Uh, even when uh, they had to make a change at the quarterback, when Mason Falslive got hurt, they did not skip a beat. And uh, they've moved some things around and continue to be very dominant. Uh, they're at home tonight against Providence Hall. Now, Providence Hall, it's a charter school. This is their first ever year playing football. It's been a rough one for them so far. Uh, they haven't won a game in as the all year. So um, this will be interesting to see how quickly Skyview jumps out on them and how many uh, you know, second team, third team, JV, younger players get opportunities in this to give their, their stars and the starters maybe a little extra time because they're going to have a bye week next week. There's no question about that. Skyview uh, heading into the well, at least the last RPR rankings that the UHSAA released, Skyview was the number two team in the state. Green Canyon was number three. But there's a pretty interesting gap there between Skyview and uh, Green Canyon. But uh, Skyview, uh, not that big of a gap, don't get me wrong, but Skyview is definitely going to have that first round bye in the uh, in the playoffs. Uh, but So it's not like they need to get rest because they're going to be playing again next week. But uh, it's still, you, you don't want to risk injury. There's no sense in having anything go wrong uh, for any of your key players in the matchup tonight. So anyway, that game will be right here. We'll cover it here on 106.9 The Fan, uh, also 13.90 a.m., and on our uh, website, 1069thefan.com. You can stream us there. Uh, and we have the links again on cashvalleydaily.com. So Hurricane John Newbold, Rex Davis still have the pregame coverage starting at about 645 right here. Uh, I mentioned the Green Canyon Wolves. Uh, this is interesting for them as they're going on the road to take on Woods Cross. And here are two teams who've had really – mirror images of each other with their total record and their region record. Both are 7-2 and two overall, 3-2 and two in region play. Biggest difference here is that Woods Cross is a 5A school and they are hosting the game tonight. So uh, if you're a Green Canyon, how hard do you go in this one? Um, it's a, a win. Skyview is going to win their game. Uh, it's unlikely that Park City is going to lose their game. Uh, and so how hard do you go in this one uh, to try to get the win? Does it really help you that much? Um, but potentially, does it, with a loss, how much would you potentially drop? Uh, so trying to play the RPI game is interesting, especially since UHSAA doesn't release it this week. And so really, they don't want teams trying to manipulate standings or where they may end up in destinations. Um, so the, the the style of play, what the game strategy is tonight for Green Canyon, 
could be really interesting. Do they really go hard to try to get the win? Uh, certainly that will look really good, beating a, a, a division higher than they are. A, a good school, Woods Cross, has had a good good season this year. Or do they say, you know what, it's not really going to matter that much. We'll go out. We'll, we'll try to compete. We're not just going to lay over, uh, but um, uh, lay down or roll over. Nice combining those two phrases. Uh, they're not going to lay down, uh, but uh, they're not necessarily going to go out there and go crazy trying to get the win. So uh, that could be an interesting the way that that plays out. So that game is at Woods Cross tonight, and you can hear that game on 100.9 FM. And that will be Craig Hislop and John Russell on the call for that one. And I know Craig Hislop has spoken to both coaches. You'll hear those coach interviews before the game begins. But uh, pregame coverage there starting at about 645 as well on 100.9 FM. Uh, Ridgeline Riverhawks hoping to try to find something. Uh, They've had a hard time closing out some games. They've been close in a number of them here lately. They just have not quite been able to get over the hump. Uh, They, too, are on the road in the Bountiful area. But uh, the team they face, not as strong as the Braves, They'll be facing Viewmont. Uh, Viewmont is three and six overall on the season, two and three in their region play. Uh, so Ridgeline, this is a team that is looking for some help. Uh, a, a win against a higher classification team will help them. It may move them up into a more favorable uh, matchup and uh, an opportunity for a better situation for them uh, than, or as opposed to being at the near the very bottom and having to play a better team uh, on the road. So this is an important game for the Riverhawks to try to get this one. Uh, and if you want to follow along to see how they do, that'll be on 104.5 FM in Cache County. That'll be Dave Simmons on the call. Not sure if you'll have Nick Zollinger on the call with him or not. But uh, anyway, Dave Simmons does a great job following the Ridgeline Riverhawks. And uh, pregame coverage there are also starting at about 645. Uh, one school that we haven't mentioned yet is Logan, and the Logan Grizzlies don't have a game. So this is the interesting thing to see how this affects the RPI in comparison to some of the other schools. Uh, it's a interesting, maybe risky gamble, an opportunity to improve your RPI or improve your standings um, to play a game or to avoid the risk and not schedule a game that could be a loss uh, and see how the chips fall. So Logan, uh, they did play, and they played Green Canyon close last week, really close, played them to overtime. It looks like Mount, uh, Logan has, they, they struggled for a good chunk of the year, but they've seemed like they're starting to get some things together, some things going for them. And so uh, that was a real, I think, it should be, have been a good confidence boost uh, to see how well they uh, uh, were able to handle some things against a really good defensive team in the Green Canyon Wolves. So uh, Logan does not play tonight, so they uh, are sitting idly by. They will play next week, so they get a chance to rest, recover, and and get fully healthy as best they can before their first-round games next week. Uh, so those are the teams in Region 11 and how you can follow along couple of the games to let you know about in the area. Uh, one of the games that we're keeping an eye on tonight will be Box Elder. 
that's a team that's going to be at Murray. Box Elder, three and six on the year. They'll be at Murray, who's six and three. Uh, Box Elder has, uh, again, kind of with similar stories to some of the other teams that we've talked about, struggled with some consistency this season. Uh, they'll be at Murray. Uh, they could use that win to move up and be a better standings. Uh, uh, for themselves in the RPI and to hopefully a little bit better situation with where they may land in the playoffs. Uh, Rich, as mentioned, they don't play until tomorrow, actually, and they are hosting Monticello. Um, but uh, Rich still looking for their first win on the season. Uh, then, the as I mentioned, the Idaho schools that we follow, that'll be uh, uh, Preston, they're playing at Pocatello on Friday. That'll be at the Holt Arena, uh, the Mini Dome, as some people like to refer to it. That'll be on Friday. And a good matchup between those two teams, uh, conference rivals. Preston is 5-2, and two, uh, and uh, Pocatello is 3-4. and four. So that should be an interesting matchup between those two teams. But honestly, the game really to watch for is the Bear Lake Bears at the West Side Pirates, both of these teams very good so far this year. Bear Lake is six and one, undefeated in conference play. West Side is five and one, also undefeated in conference play. Something's got to give in this game coming up on Friday night. That game will be in Montpelier. Uh, excuse me, no, that game will be in, at West Side. So uh, that game will be Friday night. Bear Lake at uh, Westside. Should be a really interesting game to decide really who is the uh, conference champion for their uh, for their area. So that's what's going on with the high school football teams, the games that are going on tonight. We also know that there are, um, there are uh, girls' soccer playoffs that are going on right now, and uh, we'll update you on those as we get to final scores for them. A number of area schools that are involved in those playoff games happening uh, right now, many of them started at a little bit after 4 o'clock, and so we'll get you updates on those also. But uh, for the full schedule uh, for high school football, who's playing where and how you can follow along, what radio station is going to cover the games, what uh, how you can listen online, we have all those links on cashvalleydaily.com. Just go to the menu, and uh, if you're on a desktop or a smartphone or your tablet, it's those three green lines in the upper left-hand corner. You, you click on that, you get the drop-down menu, click on sports, and then you'll see local prep sports, and then the link there to the local high school football schedule. And that's where you'll see the full schedule, uh, which schools are on which radio stations, and links to listen live wherever you may be. So the playoff schedule begin next week. We'll get the RPI released this weekend on Saturday, uh, and so that will, once that's released, then we will know who the top 10 teams are, who will have a first-round bye, and then for everybody else, where they play. We saw this in girls' soccer playoffs. It is very conceivable that you could have two teams in the same region play each other again in the playoffs just because of the way that the RPI standings are. So... Uh, that could be interesting to see if that potential may be there for some of the schools in the, in the 4A classification and the, uh, the, the bracket that gets revealed uh, later on this weekend. So we'll have full updates on all of that on our website, cashvalleydaily.com. Full scoreboard tonight, and it'll be updated through the week. 
when those other games uh, go final. All right, talking about things going final, there was a playoff series that went final last night. How surprised were you by this to see a team get swept in the uh, championship series? Um, and the uh, what we have seen in these playoffs so far is that the home field advantage doesn't seem to mean a heck of a whole lot. Certainly hasn't uh, lately, or, and uh, it didn't matter last night. Uh, but uh, we'll update you on what's been going on with both the American League Championship Series, National League Championship Series. Next hour, we'll get into more about Utah State and uh, Nevada. Chris Murray will be our guest. He writes for Nevada uh, Sportsnet. We'll hear some comments from Coach Gary Anderson, some comments from uh, the Nevada players, Nevada coaches, USU players. So we'll get you in the know on a full court press Wednesday. All that's coming up. Uh, Coming up here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. We couldn't predict this, but we want to win. And I think at the end of the day... When you put everything out there on the field and you don't, you're not worried about your stats or you're not worried about, you know, this or that or other teams and we worry about what we're doing, that's when success happens. And I feel like our team is full of guys that really go out and they work hard, whether it's in the, before the game, whether it's in practice, they get prepared to play every day. And that's where you see the results is on the, out on the field. That was Howie Kendrick of the Nationals and, uh, boy, uh, what a win for them in the way that they did it. Uh, great pitching, uh, great offense. And they got things done and uh, took care of business against the, the Cardinals. There was some controversy that the Cardinals tried to get out there about pitch tipping. Um, the Nationals are saying, no, that's, that's foolish. It's not happening. Um, but really, the, the strength of what happened have to give it to their pitching staff and how they got things done. Uh, big win for them last night and uh, took care of business early and just jumped out uh, in a in a big way over the Cardinals and uh, was scoring seven runs in the first. We've, we've seen that a lot, seems like, in these playoffs. Big, big first innings and uh, just teams getting all over. Some great pitchers, too. It's not like... They're doing this against you know schmucks on the mound, uh, but uh, the 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 Nationals got things going real fast and uh, just set the tone, put the game away. St. Louis tried to make a go of it in the fifth inning, fourth and fifth inning, tried to uh, get a little bit of a rally going, but uh, the uh, the Nationals were able to keep them in check. Uh, so you know uh, Corbin you know, ends up getting the win. Uh, for uh, for the Nationals, uh, and, and they've just done a great job all throughout this whole thing uh, with the, with their it, their aces being able to stand on the mound for long periods of time uh, to get the to go long stretches. They don't have to go and tap their bullpen a whole lot. Um, but uh, it, it was interesting to see how it all played out, how well they were able to get things done. Um, you know, Dave Martinez. Yeah, afterwards, he talked a little bit about uh, how he, he continued to believe in his team and, and uh, they continued to believe in themselves. I never doubted these guys. I really did. And I, all I kept telling myself, hey, stay with them. 
stick to the process, stay positive, teach, and as soon as everybody gets healthy, we'll 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 make a run. We'll make a run, and this you know we'll get back in this thing. Didn't know how far we get back in it, um, but I really believe that these guys could turn turn this around right from right, right from the get go, and and they did. And and it was impressive the way they did that. I mean, both the Cardinals and the Nationals. We look at a pretty good body of work coming into the uh, the end of the regular season. Both were pretty hot ball clubs. Uh, both of them had to kind of fight to get into where they were. Both had to go on the road to win their uh, the, to get to the next round. Um, but uh, well, hand it to the Nationals and how they were able to get it done. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman uh, he also weighed in. Now, there were injuries to the team earlier. There were some doubts after. Uh, Harper left to go to the Phillies, take the bigger paycheck. How would that affect them? And uh, they, they've turned that around and kind of used that as a rallying cry and uh, done well. And so yeah, you feel impressed with – you have to be yeah, pretty impressed with how they've been able to handle some of that and what they're able to do in spite uh, of some of that, but kept, kept believing in each other and uh, chose not to quit. You sign up to play 162 games. And I've played some where you lose a ton of games, and I played those games just as hard as I play these games now. Um, that's what I've always been taught. It doesn't matter if you know who you are or how much money you make or what team you're on. You sign up to play 162 games, and whether you're 31 and 19 or 19 and 31, you still got to play the rest of the season out. So we had a choice: we could either basically roll over and quit, or come in like we said each day and try and win that game that day. And we chose the second one. <laughs> yes, they did. Uh, so now they've got time. They've got they, their bullpen isn't really like spent because they didn't burn through a lot of guys to get to this point. So it's not like they they're in special need of extra rest, but they're going to get it. Uh, they're going to be fully rested by the time the American League is decided. Now that who knows how long that's going to take. Uh, there was an extra day added to the, the this whole thing because there's bad weather in New York. There was supposed to be a game tonight, but it's been postponed. And so they scheduled it for tomorrow instead. So Astros-Yankees game four will be tomorrow night on FS1 at uh, 6 o'clock. And uh, that, there, you missed it. Uh, there was that other game. It was the Astros. And uh, they were able to get past the Yankees and even it back up, or to get to home field back into their advantage, I should say. Didn't even it back up. But now they've won two straight. And uh, it was Jose Altuve who really got things started for the Astros early on. First pitch. And that's hit in the air and pretty deep to left center field. Racing back Gartner, still going back at the wall, looking up. See you later! Into the bullpen, Jose Altuve with his 12th career postseason homer. And the Astros go up one to nothing. And they didn't really look back too much after that. Again, another great job on the mound by Garrett Cole and uh, AJ Hinch with high praise for uh, for Cole and re- too much praise. I think he's the best pitcher in baseball right now. I mean, we you know his competition is is right next to him in the, in the clubhouse, and um, they're certainly a good pitcher. Watch what Strasburg's doing. I see what Scherzer's doing. Degrom in this city. I mean, it's. There's a lot of big names, but obviously I'm biased to, to my guys. But um, Garrett is is locked in, and and to see him do it on the big stage in a playoff game with big mag, you know the magnitude of this game, it was it was pretty awesome. 
Now, I can't deny that. Uh, what he has been able to do and what he's done uh, in the postseason up for the entirety of the year, um, you know, that, that could be up for debate, I suppose. But uh, what Garrett Cole has been doing in the postseason is phenomenal. Um, and uh, he's been really, really solid uh, for the Astros. Um, and uh, similarly to what we've seen with some of the pitching with the Nationals, he's been able to stay on the mound for long stretches, and uh, he's had good control. Um, you know, he uh, he pitched for seven innings. Um, it, it did allow uh, four hits, but no runs. So uh, it was another solid performance, another solid outing for Garrett Cole, and he has been very good for the Astros here in the postseason. Three wins and uh, only three runs allowed in those three in all of those three games, uh, an average of only one run scored on the uh, Astros overall, not necessarily allowed by him, but uh, in those games when he's been on the mound for the Astros here in the postseason, um, teams have only been able to score one run on him. So uh, very impressive for, uh, for Garrett Cole. And so for game four in the Astros-Yankees series, it is staying in New York. Game four will be tomorrow night. It was supposed to be tonight, but because of weather, they postponed the game. They moved it uh, to uh, to tomorrow. So that'll be at 6 o'clock on FS1 tomorrow. They will play again on Friday. That'll be at 5 o'clock uh, in New York on FS1. Then they, uh, it, they shift right back to Houston, and game six, if necessary, will be in Houston. Uh, that also will be on FS1. And then if there needs to be a Game 7, that'll be Sunday. And then So there won't be any baseball on Monday, even if that goes to 7. And then the World Series get underway uh, next Tuesday. We already know the Nationals will be there. We already know there will be the road team. There's no question. Whomever wins in the American League is going to host, uh, and they'll have home field advantage. Um, but uh, for, the, for the Nationals... They're at home. They've been celebrating, and uh, they get ready. To, they get to sit down and watch this next series play out. And they also got to have some fun last night. This is how it all ended for the Nationals after they took down the Cardinals. Here's the kick now. The pitch, fastball is hit in the air to left center field. Robles calling for it. He's under it, waiting, and he makes the catch. He makes the catch. Bang! Zoom down. have won the National League Championship and they will play for the World Championship the World Series to begin next Tuesday night in a place to be determined Houston or New York unbelievable <laughs> that's a great call that uh, says the game came to a final and it became official of course they uh, they, they knew 
how things were going to go for uh, for a while, a couple innings there that it was looking that way, but you never know until that final out. And so real exciting to see. Uh, you know, I'm not a Nationals guy necessarily. I don't. I'm not against the Washington Nationals like I might be against uh, some other teams in the National League. Uh, I really don't have much of an opinion about the Washington Nationals. But I do think that it's cool. Anytime a team gets to the postseason, to the championship series or the championship game for the first time ever. Uh, I think that's a great, great story. They're certainly going to have that on their side against whomever they face because it'll be either a team that's won several World Series here recently or a team that's won a whole bunch over their entirety uh, of their franchise's history. So uh, they will be the underdogs against whomever they face, but certainly there's going to be a lot of excitement and energy in the Washington, D.C. area, uh, and to some degree maybe even in Montreal, uh, because the Expos, they never got there. Uh, Then the franchise moved to D.C., and now here they are in the uh, opportunity to win a World Series, which begins for them next Tuesday. All right, coming up next here on the Full Court Press, some more baseball news. There's uh, several different manager positions open in Major League Baseball. One of them has officially been filled. And could one other person who's maybe a candidate for some others, a decision that he's made recently, seem to be tipping his hat as to uh, whether he's going to go somewhere or not? I don't know. We'll find that out. Coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Sunday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. It's a primetime showdown between two NFC East rivals as the Dallas Cowboys host the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, this is Jerry Recco. Join Kevin Ray, Danny White, and myself for all the action as these two foes battle it out for the top spot in the division. Can Dak Prescott and the Cowboys snap a three-game losing streak? Or will Carson Wentz and the Eagles find a way to win on the road? It's the Cowboys and the Eagles. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Sunday at 545 on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric Franson with you on a Wednesday here on the Full Court Press. Stay tuned. Next hour, we'll be breaking down Utah State versus Nevada. It's an in-the-know Wednesday. Chris Murray will be joining me as well next hour. He is a contributor for Nevada Sportsnet. Also hear from Cam Haney and Chris Unga, uh, how the bye week was for them and what they look ahead, looking ahead to Nevada. Some comments from Coach uh, Trey Norvell. Jaden Norvell, excuse me, and Gary Anderson. Uh, so that's uh, coming up all next hour as we get ready for USU and Nevada. But some other news in Major League Baseball. Joe Madden, he was let go by the Chicago Cubs. They did not make the playoffs. Now his tenure with the Cubs was one of the most successful five-year spans in the club's history, which included a World Series title. Um, but um, they, after winning the World Series, they were on a slow decline and there were some frustrations about the way things were going in Chicago. So the Cubs decided to move a different direction. They haven't announced what that uh, direction is yet, uh, but they let him go. But uh, he didn't stay unemployed for long. A uh, number of different head coaching uh, or manager jobs available in Major League Baseball. Uh, there are, are seven current openings. There were eight before today. And uh, one of those that got filled was 
with the Angels. And Joe Madden, he's going home. He's going to be the new manager for the Angels. Uh, he replaces uh, Brett Osmus, who was only there a year, uh, which I, I think is really kind of disrespectful. You only give a coach uh, one year to try to do some things. Uh, you need a couple of years to really implement your style and how you want to do things and groom uh, your uh, your uh, farm system properly to to match with what you're trying to accomplish. But there was uh, some dysfunction there as well. It's a franchise that does have some turmoil. Uh, Tyler Skaggs, he uh, passed away. There's an overdose. Uh, there's some reports that the, there were some employees of the team that did know about his use and may have supplied him with uh, some of these drugs, uh, which led to his death on July 1st. Um, so there could be some significant uh, sanctions that are heading the Angels' way um, if the commissioner's office decides to do that, if they complete their own investigation. But despite that, Joe Madden is going to be the new manager for the Angels. He's expected to receive a three-year contract in the 12 to $15 million range that will make it official this next week. Now, uh, he got his start with the Angels organization. He's 65 years old, uh, but uh, the first the three decades of his career – was with the Angels in some form or another. So it makes a lot of sense that he goes back there to some uh, to some degree. Um, so he was there as a player. He's been, uh, been he's, uh, occupied a lot of different positions uh, there within the organization. Uh, he's been a, a coach. He was an interim manager. He served as a... Uh, uh, as a, an interim manager two different times. He was on Mike Shosa's, uh, he was their bench coach for Mike Sosha uh, during the, the 2000 to 2005 run, and uh, which includes when the Angels won the championship back in 2002. So certainly he has a lot of connections with the area and the organization as, as a player, coach, and manager. And so he is going back to uh, Anaheim to be the, uh, the, the, the manager uh, for, for the Angels. Uh, they did, uh, they've only made the playoffs once in the last 10 years, so he's got some work to do, but he's, he's won the Manager of the Year Award three different times, so he's certainly uh, been recognized for his work multiple different times, see if he can get it done uh, this go-around with the Angels. Uh, another thing to mention, Joe Girardi, uh, his name has been floated by a couple different teams, including the Chicago Cubs. But he has uh, been working with U.S. baseball, trying to qualify for the Olympics. And he has announced that he's stepping down from that position. They haven't played a game yet, but he's stepping down. He's removing himself from those responsibilities to pursue a major league managing job. And uh, as I mentioned, there are seven openings right now. One of them is the Chicago Cubs. He could be a front runner for that position. Uh, Joe Girardi was with the New York Yankees for a long time. He did play for uh, uh, the Cubs. Uh, but uh, anyway, this interesting, this U.S. baseball team, USA baseball, uh, they do have a couple of the guys that are going to be moving or shifting a little bit. Scott Brocious gets elevated uh, to be the, the main manager. He was uh, Girardi's bench coach. Uh, but baseball, trying to return to the Olympics, they were dropped in 2012 and 2016. Um, the other interesting thing about Major League, this uh, Team USA for baseball 
which will be played in the Olympics in uh, Tokyo, Japan. Uh, it, it, uh, the players on Major League Baseball's 40-man rosters, they're not eligible to play for uh, the U.S. in any of these qualifying games. Uh, the 28-man U.S. roster does include a couple different top prospects, uh, guys that have uh, that are uh, that have been drafted very high that some of these clubs are very excited about. But uh, anyway, they do have some training that'll happen uh, down in Surprise, Arizona, later this month, and uh, then they start competing in early November, November second through the fourth at Guadalajara, Mexico, in a group that includes Dominican Republic, Mexico, and. The Netherlands. So anyway, that's some interesting things going on with Team USA and baseball. And uh, Joe Girardi stepping away from all of that because he uh, wants to pursue these openings that are in Major League Baseball. As uh, Seven still uh, that are open. Seven positions still open. All right, coming up next here on the Full Court Press, uh, a tease of what we're going to be hearing next hour as we have an in-the-know Wednesday getting ready for Utah State and Nevada, it's a 8.15 p.m. kickoff. And by the way, I don't know if you've heard about this, but they've got a deal going that if you buy an adult ticket, you can get uh, your kids in for free. And they haven't set a limit on how many. So if you've got a large family and you have a hard time getting to the games because you just can't afford that many tickets, this Saturday is the day to go. So you have to contact the, the ticket office to find out those details but it's a screaming deal to get your family in. It's UEA weekend. It's a late night. There's going to be some weather. I get it. That may be why they're trying to give tickets away, but still a great opportunity to get uh, your young ones in there if it's hard to get them in there as it is because of the price. So uh, anyway, we'll talk more about Utah State and Nevada coming up next with a little bit of a teaser as to what we might be talking about next hour. Win a 65-inch 4K flat-screen TV from Lens Audio Video in the Preps Pick'em Contest. Presented by The Logo Shop. Sign up to play at 1069thefan.com. Pick the weekly winners of each high school game, and you could win one of 11 weekly prizes and be entered to win the grand prize TV. Go to 1069thefan.com, and you could win. It's the Preps Pick'em Contest on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. You know, we're, we're going to do a couple things different this week. We're going to practice at night. We play at 815 in Logan. It's supposed to be about 27 and, and raining and sleeting and... Uh, it's great football weather, so we're excited about that. That's Nevada's coach Jay Norvell trying to do some things differently this week in Reno as they get ready for their trip to Logan. 8-15 kickoff, and yes, it could be cold. There could be some weather. Um, plan on that. Uh, looking at the forecast for this weekend, Saturday night, rain before midnight, chance of snow showers. Cloudy with a low around 32 during the day Saturday. Slight chance of rain and snow before noon, then rain likely. So uh, could be a little bit, could be okay during the day. Uh, but then as it gets on into the evening, 70% chance of precipitation. So be prepared for that, plan for that, but don't let that keep you away from going. 
uh, that you're on Utah State. This is a big game. Nevada, we haven't seen you Nevada in a while. Uh, UNR is currently uh, four and two on the season, and uh, in their wins, they've defeated a, a Power Five school. They've lost to a Power Five school. Uh, they struggled against Weber State, uh, but um, it's, they're kind of an enigmatic team, to be honest. They've had some games where they've needed some late field goals against mediocre teams to win, uh, but then they've had some games where they've looked really good uh, and games where they've really, really struggled. Uh, against Oregon, they only managed six points. Against Hawaii, they only managed three. In both of those games, they gave up a lot. They gave up 77 points to Oregon and 54 to Hawaii. So uh, they're kind of an up-and-down team, uh, but they are one-and-one one in conference play, and they're coming into Logan uh, this next week. And so uh, they've had some changes with their quarterback. We'll find out what that looks like. Not a lot of film on this guy. How does that affect Utah State's defenders as they try to prepare for him? Uh, I get a chance to ask that of Chris uh, Unga and Cam Haney. We'll hear from them both. We'll also hear from uh, Chris Murray, who is a contributor for Nevada Sportsnet. He'll be joining us here in about uh, a little less than 10 minutes uh, to give us his perspective on what's going on with the Nevada football team. And also his thoughts about this Nevada basketball team with these Mountain West uh, preseason rankings, which have now come out. And the, the Nevada Wolfpack, not in the top three. So uh, how, do they, how are they feeling about that? Because it's definitely a change from where things have normally been uh, over the last several years for Nevada. So that's coming up next hour. Don't forget to follow what's going on at the high school football games as well. Links and uh, radio stations for all that on cashvalleydaily.com. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Well, fair or not, one of the major storylines surrounding the Washington Nationals is the player who is not a Washington National. The Nats said goodbye to Bryce Harper this offseason as he headed to Philadelphia, and now they're headed to the World Series. The closest analogy might be when Albert Pujols left the Cardinals to join the Angels, and the Cardinals won a championship. Or maybe if Mike Trout left the Angels and they reached the World Series. Of course, Trout is a better player than Harper. The Nationals quickly found the offense to replace him, and red-hot pitching has carried them throughout the playoffs. One star can only have so much impact on a baseball team. Barry Bonds at his peak was the most effective hitter we've ever seen, and even he couldn't win the World Series. If you're a Nationals fan, you have to feel pretty good about how you got here. For a long time, you were identified by Bryce Harper and only got so far. But now, you're defined as a team and possibly a world champion in the coming weeks. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.